Hello, welcome to the No Reason Entertainment Podcast. I'm your host, Sean. I am a filmmaker out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Today we have Matt, who is a screenwriter, and Trey, who is also a filmmaker. We're here to talk about movies and games and, and pretty much anything in entertainment. Um, so first of all, just how are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Yeah. Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. 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 Seen anything? Uh, seen anything interesting recently or anything? Uh, <laughs> I should have started saying. Uh, I didn't have anything to say. Yeah. I saw 1917 a couple of nights ago. That was really good. And what'd you th- What'd you think about that? I I really liked it. Um, there were just a couple of things that stood out to me. These were small nitpicks. He keeps just like running into spots of Germans here and there. Mm-hmm. And I was remembering World War One. and was like, wasn't the whole point of World War One is literally everyone on one side or the other is specifically in this spot it's like or trench, here? Trench yeah. warfare. Why are all these stragglers about? <laughs> huh. They didn't do like the no man's land thing? They did, they did the no man's land. Uh, there was the whole point, oh, the Germans fell back. And so he's got to cross what used to be the German line. Okay. But then to get to the British line, it's kind of like a weird corner. He's like cutting the corner to get over there. Mm. But there's still two scene, three scenes with, no, two scenes with straggler Germans. And you're like, what is this guy? uh, Like, is he going AWOL? What's he doing? (laughs) If he's going AWOL, why is he still trying to murder the British? What's... (laughs) Yeah. He's just a straggler. He got left behind. Yeah, and there's just like a few scenes where people just like run up onto like, or like Germans like come up on them and they just like try to like help them or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. yeah. Also, uh, cover was clearly not invented until the 30s because there's so much of just, I'm going to walk down the very middle of this hallway. I'm going to open this door, <laughs> or stand in front of this door and open it to check and see if the German I shot is still dead or whatever. <laughs> It's very different from like modern war movies where everyone's hugging walls and corners and stuff. Hmm. I saw um, there was a documentary uh, a while ago. I forget what it's called, but it was like all World War One footage, and they like they shall not grow old. Yes, and they like restored it mm-hmm. and like added the color to it and stuff like that, and added sound because back then you know it was shot on film with no sound and stuff. Right. And like added people's voices and stuff like that and. Like, I wonder how different that is, like that world from 1917, you know, like more dramatic narrative version of it. Cause that whole thing was like, it was completely trench warfare and all the voices were like from like British soldiers and stuff. Mm. And they kind of went through like a little bit of a story where it was like, yeah, like you had the trench in no man's land and we would just shoot at each other like all day. And like, sometimes people would die and like, it was awful. And just like how bad it was in the trenches and stuff. And then uh, they like actually captured some of the Germans and then sitting there talking to the Germans, like the Germans and the British like got along. Like they, they captured the Germans and they were just like sitting together, like eating and stuff. And it's like, yeah, they're technically prisoners, but everyone was just kind of like, yeah, war is awful. Like, <laughs> none of us, none of us want to be here. Yeah. None of us <laughs> care. And they're like yeah. drinking. They're like, this fucking sucks. Right yeah, now. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, this is exactly. So I was like, huh, that's interesting. So I wonder if any of that is in like 1917 or... I mean, 1917 is basically just all about like, this guy's like trying to stop like the other team from like running into a trap. So he's like running to like catch up with the other army to be like, hey, don't attack these people because it's a trap. And Mm -hmm. also my brother is like a part of this army. I don't want him to die. So he's trying to get there in time. It's too uh, short a time frame 
to really cover that aspect because mm. it's yeah, specifically yeah. like 24 to 36 hours. I think okay. we're still, we still haven't gotten the quintessential World War One movie yeah. because the, one of the things about World War One was how like boring it was being in a trench and yet also still terrified. Yeah. So I think that's, we, we need a movie that's really going to capture, not a boring movie, but a movie <laughs> that just like, shows like how like the soldiers like, oh, I'm here. Like this sucks. Mm -hmm. It's boring. Also at any point, you know, artillery could come down. Yeah. Get exciting just, real like, quick. <laughs> like a movie that is just solidly tense and that doesn't ever change, yeah, which yeah. normally you wouldn't want in a movie, but specifically for World War One. Um, I mean, like a Dunkirk equivalent to yeah. Like there, there's no there's no peaks, there's no valleys. It's just constantly like this sucks, and I'm bored, but also terrified. Yeah, that would be interesting. That's kind of what like they should not grow old is, but it's documentary style, not like narrative thing. So yeah, yeah. So uh, I I recently watched. Um, I rewatched The Dark Knight Rises last night. Oh, I'm really? sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> I haven't rewatched it, it. It still has like a bunch of problems, but I still like like the movie. Like it's still like hmm. pretty good, I'd say. Like compared to like other Batman movies, maybe like on the lower end, but compared to like yeah. other just movies in general. Yeah. I think Heath Ledger's passing ruined that movie because I suspect yeah. Christopher Nolan had an idea for the third movie. Mm. And then his Joker died and he had to come up with a different idea and it was i mean he he's christopher nolan so warner brothers didn't say oh well this movie has to be up by this time like they have with other directors and other projects yeah that's why but it I, came out like four years yeah. yeah but i still think it wasn't the story he originally wanted to tell mm -hmm. and so he had to figure out a new story and i bet if you asked him he wouldn't be completely satisfied with what it was mm, i can see that it's just it's i only saw it the one time and I remember thinking it was just very weird, like structurally, like mm. this is like the happens. third act gets like yeah messy a little bit. And then like there's a whole bunch of like the ending part is like oh you saw his shit blow up, yeah. but no he's in France playing chess <laughs> or whatever <laughs> or eating, eating breakfast eating with breakfast Catwoman yeah. <laughs> yeah I was thinking of the X Men's ending yeah um. Yeah, like it's, and then like the whole middle part where like Batman is, you know, his back is broken and he's, yeah. you know, it's like a rehab. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, like in the prison. In the middle. And then, you know, Bane, I, I like the part where Bane's like running Gotham, but you always cut to Batman. It's just like, yeah, you know. He's watching TV. It's in my back, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the pa pacing was a big problem. A lot of the story beats just didn't make sense. Oh, we're going to hire Bane to hijack the stock market to tank like Wayne Enterprises. It's like, ah, there's, I don't know if that would work. Like terrorists break into the stock floor and do changes. Oh, yeah, right. yeah th those aren't gonna stick. Like, yeah, like I'm trying to figure out what like the whole plan was yeah. from yeah. like the beginning to the end. Like obviously once um, Gordon like fell into the sewers and he found the Harvey Dent note, like I feel like that kind of changed Bane's plans to be like, okay, I'm gonna tear down this whole city basically from like turn on their hero and everything like that it's, and that's honestly part of the problem is i but. think from a writing perspective that was probably part of the plan mm -hmm. like oh and then he finds the note and gets this stuff 
but it was like written from the point of view of like oh expecting Bane to find it as opposed I don't I don't think yeah. Bane pivoted because yeah. the whole his whole plan Talia's whole plan was oh we're gonna tear down Batman this note is very integral to doing that but when he started and before he found the note like Batman was gone for like eight years so I don't think well yeah but they were they were gonna bring they didn't just want to trash Gotham they wanted to trash Batman so they were gonna bring him out of hiding uh, yeah, um, anyways uh, I mean that's why she if I remember correctly she shows up before any of the really big stuff happens yeah yeah she's like in near the beginning and she's um she's trying to like meet with Bruce about the energy thing mm -hmm. at his like party when he's like still like walking with a cane and everything and the yeah. oh we obviously we want this this nuclear reactor so we can turn it into a bomb so we can blow up Gotham. I feel like with their resources it would have just been easy enough to buy a nuke off the black market and smuggle it into Gotham. Yeah. I mean I guess if the whole maybe the whole point was oh no we want to take Batman's nuke and blow up Gotham with Batman's nuke because mm. Batman can mm. eat it. Or at least like try to frame him for it or something. Yeah. I mean, that probably wouldn't work. Well, maybe, because he was kind of seen as villain at the end of Dark Knight. Yeah. So, also, why did all the police officers go into the sewers or whatever? I, I didn't realize it was all the cops when I first watched it, just because yeah. that was such an insanely <laughs> stupid plan. They're like, and oh, then Bane's in there, get on. Yeah. 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 And they're like, it's a training exercise. <laughs> it's like, really? You're just going to send every cop in Gotham <laughs> in there? Like, I don't know. And the American government doing nothing yeah. for six months while a terrorist organization holds basically Chicago ransom. Mm -hmm. Regardless of whether the plan would work, the, the Americans would send in troops within like 36 hours. Yeah. It's funny how consistent that is through like all or a lot of Batman media. Like Gotham will get in big trouble and then they'll be like, Hey, uh, government, Gotham's been taken over by terrorists and government's like, forget Gotham, we don't like Gotham. <laughs> like every, like that happens they, they, they had a reason though, they're too. like, if anybody crosses this bridge, we just blow up everything. Well, yeah, they're on like the, an island or whatever, right? So. Well, yeah, but there's an army and then they, and they yeah. have a navy. And who knows how many <laughs> thousands of people have been murdered Yeah. as a result of this. And like some president, oh, someone kidnapped or held Chicago for ransom. I mean, uh, Carter, said, I'm not going to leave the White House until we get our, like, 14 people back from right. the Middle East. There's a, everyone would be clamoring for the president to do something. He would do something regardless of if it was a good idea or a bad idea, just to be seen doing something. Maybe unless the president was Trump. <laughs> then maybe. It depends. No, no. no. If the president <laughs> was Trump, he would have sent someone. He, he would have sent people. He might have just nuked Gotham. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> have been like, eh. Yeah. Well, and that was the other problem Terrorists. is... Uh, <laughs> Just like in Kingsman, oh, like Batman shows up and saves the day at the end. Gotham is unsalvageable. Yeah. Six months of no economy, of basically just becoming a refugee state, of criminals running amok, of millions or billions of dollars of property damage. Mm -hmm. Gotham just got relegated from like third most populated city or third most prosperous city in America to like 92nd and it is going to take them decades to recover especially with all of the bridges being blown up <laughs> yeah. it's going to be so hard to get people in and out you got to rebuild all the bridges first yeah 
or like helicopter people. It's gonna, well, it's it's gonna just, be, an, it's gonna be an effort for sure. Yeah. It was like the the end of Kingsman. It's like, oh yeah, he turned off the signal at the end. Spoilers for Kingsman, uh, but not before like the world went nuts, psycho, murdering each other for like. 45 minutes. <laughs> They're gonna just kind of like, yeah. yeah, this never happened. Right? Yeah. That's like at least a billion people dead, or at least uh, at least half a billion people dead. Uh, another half a billion people dead from the fallout as of just like the chaos. Yeah. Um, world economies crashing. Yeah, it's kind of the same. No one saying. having any faith in their government leaderships again just riots all over the world yeah. and then three years later tokyo's like underwater right yeah <laughs> <laughs> right it's kind of the same in uh kingsman 2 too because they had that virus yeah it's... and then like all those people are in cages and a lot of them die before they you know fix the virus or whatever yeah eggsy walking back into the bar at the end of kingsman 1 and the same Jagoff mobsters are just sitting there. And like the fact that any of them survived is BS. Because if any of them were in a room together, they would have murdered each other last man standing. How many parents murdered their children and then the signal wore off and then they killed themselves because they murdered their children? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty dark. If you think about Um, a lot of movies that way, where it's like, yeah, and then the hero saves the day at the end. If you really think about like the collateral damage afterwards, mm-hmm. it's like, well, <laughs> did he really? He didn't really save everything. Like Man of Steel, he fucking like wrecks Metropolis. Yeah, oh my exactly. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like a ten or there's like a ten mile level spot, level like circle in Metropolis <laughs> after Man of Steel. He's yeah. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. goodness. It's like, especially super, yeah. like if you Man of Steel would not recover. Just like. Gotham not recovering in Dark Knight Rises. No, 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 no. And Especially like DC too, stuff is the camera car. No. Endgame 2 is like, they like joked about it and they're like, oh, you know, people just showed back up. Yeah. But it was just like... They kind of like had to do that. Yeah, because <laughs> this is like an unanswered Tony question. Stark could have sucked it up and said, oh, get it. I get it that I have a daughter, but we're talking about literally half the universe. Maybe we should also snap and bring everyone back five years ago instead of being a huge selfish a-hole at the end because this wasn't even like my daughter versus 10 people my daughter versus a hundred thousand people my daughter versus a billion people my daughter versus all of earth this was my daughter versus half the goddamn universe that's true tony stark in the end was a colossal selfish prick yay he dissolved thanos like that's good but his whole insistence of no, I can't lose my daughter. It's like, just have sex with Pepper Pot five years ago. <laughs> but, but he had the same daughter. Well, that I mean, honestly, that kind of seemed like what they were setting up with Infinity War when he's talking about having like a dream or having a dream about her being pregnant. Mm-hmm. And you're like, maybe she was pregnant, just wasn't noticed. Uh, it was too early. Yeah. So she didn't know yet. So like, oh, Morgan already exists. Oh, uh, yeah, they could have done that. But... I also don't know like the rules of how it works. And, really yeah. tell us. You see when a man like... loves a woman. No, not that. Those <laughs> rules. Yeah. Infinity War was such a tight, well done movie, and then Endgame <laughs> was just really sloppy. I was really let down by Endgame. Endgame was fun. I like well, Endgame. But... It was fun, but it was it paled in comparison to any of the other Infinity or any of the other Avengers movies, even Age of Ultron. No, no, Age of Ultron is still way lower from me. I like, I don't know, I like Endgame, I'm super biased, but 
it it's not as tight, but also they they left themselves with a lot of like unanswerable questions that like like I don't really know how you would do that. Better, how did you know? Captain America put the ether back into yeah, Jane Foster? Yeah, you know. Well, what did he say little... when he ran into Red Skull? <laughs> yes, just don't think about. It. Well, if you, I mean, well, that's if, the problem. They thought about it in Infinity War, and then yeah. just like didn't. Yeah. Well, they had to. Also, the 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 way time works in Endgame isn't consistent because mm-hmm. they're like, you know, they list all these movies like Hot Tub Time Machine, all these time, you know, yeah. time related movies, and they're like, oh, that's not how time works. You can't just go back and like fix the past and then it'll change the future. Like your future right now is the past. If you go back to the past, so if you go back to the past, you can't change anything. So Hulk going up to the ancient one and being like, oh yeah, so we can just put all the stones back. He's the one who explained that time doesn't work that way. And then just so like the whole either lying to her or it's just yeah, like, they clearly said like once you go back in time, it branches off to another timeline or whatever. Yeah. But then like Captain America just goes back and he just in that timeline. Yeah, exactly. That's what he was like. No, I can just put the stone back right here and that'll get rid of the timeline. Loki escaped when they were stealing the Tesseract, which already creates a branch. Yeah, which yeah, they're making a whole shell off. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you you can't poke fun at other movies that have done time travel in your movie and then have weak-ass time travel rules in your movie. This is true. Tommy Wiseau does not get to make fun of literally any other movie (laughs) in his movie. You're like, ah, look at what these guys did. It's so terrible. So, Mark, how was your sex life? (laughs) This is true. This is true. I was, I should have thought about it ahead of time because clearly they wanted to wrap up the um, the Infinity Stone saga and get them out of the way because mm-hmm. kind of like with introducing the X-Men, if the, the mutants or the Infinity Stone exist in the universe, how is every story afterwards not about them or about someone just trying to get the stones again? Right. Um, but they do still have time travel and if the Avengers can figure out time travel, why couldn't the villain, like Dr. Yeah. Doom, figure well, out time I, travel later? Before I saw Endgame, I figured all of the time travel was going to be done with the time stone. Like maybe they go fight Thanos, they manage to get some of the stones from him. Mm-hmm. He literally like wipes the team and one of them grabs the time stone and just jumps back in time and is trying to give people the the advantage or whatever. Mm-hmm. What they should have done instead of blowing them up again is someone should have used the time stone to take all of the infinity stones to literally the end of the universe, like timeline, like the heat death entropy of the universe. Basically like further than one of them just ever rewinded recover. everything. So well, then no, everything would still happen the exact same. Well, like once they once they fixed it and resolved it, and then you have the whole problem of like, okay, well, people will always still want these stones, and they'll always be a problem. Someone makes the sacrifice to literally go to the end of time and ditch them there using the time stone, which is the only thing you can use to actually get them and then like yeah, yeah. stay do, do they say they destroyed the stones like again afterward oh no they no, bring them back, back. They bring but back. thanos destroyed but then thanos yeah. the stones so so technically if the time still goes right he still destroyed the stones right at the end so the stones shouldn't exist anymore unless you can go back in time again and get them again well but, and the other problem with half the universe <laughs> dying is Okay, so half the universe is gone. Right. How many people then committed suicide because their loved ones, their daughter, their mother, their whatever, yeah, um, the was like yeah. snapped out? 
how many children died because the person who was caring for them snapped out and in the chaos no one was able to like look for them or figure out what was going on until after they had already perished how many people came back to find out that oh the like my mother or daughter or father or whatever um who wasn't snapped killed themselves when they realized i was snapped so now i'm back and they've now committed suicide yeah um Five years is also too long. The world has adjusted to a population half the size. So half yeah. the population showing up again means about two billion people are probably going to starve before you manage to actually get. Yeah, yeah. we, we won't even get. really see like anything. Like we kind of saw it in Spider-Man, like how the world kind of yeah. adapted to it. But what about people in playing? Not really. Yeah. Thanos won honestly better than he ever could have expected because in the end he probably did take out about 25% of the universe <laughs> and showed the universe how they need to like maybe take care of better manage their whole population issues. So, I just wonder if boom. like in the next in the next one there's gonna be like you know how there's like two sides for like civil war, like the people for their cores and people aren't there's gonna be like people in the movie mm -hmm. that are like Hashtag Thanos was right. <laughs> yeah. That's the next Spider-Man movie. That's what I want. Thanos is right versus the non. That is one thing I don't get, the five-year jump. I'm not really sure why they did that. Like that was like an interesting choice for me. Like, I'm yeah. kind of glad they did that. But well, then they did the whole time travel. I don't thing. really know what it added, you know? Like, I, why I could assume, not have just been, yeah. okay, and next week they got together and was like, okay, so. I think the point here. of the five-year jump was to show how. Maybe it was Tony for Tony to have a kid. Well, yeah. that a little bit, like, but also hey, to show how they were we not won, able but we to. We didn't win. We killed Thanos, but we. Yeah, because they were talking about like, oh, we're gonna. I think it, the whole point is they were talking like, oh, we're gonna come up with a plan, and then it's like five years later. Clearly, they didn't come up with a plan, and they've like stopped trying because they don't have a solution. If it was only like six weeks, you'd be like, okay, well, why are we giving up at six weeks? Five years. Is, I think was I think long enough for them to have accepted that they weren't going to fix it. Yeah. And also, I assume time travel is going to be involved. So I thought they were going to retcon those five years as opposed to just go, oh no, and then everyone was really sad for five years, and then we yeah. introduced a <clears throat> huge problem again. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's more interesting the way they did it. So they didn't retcon it, but it's just still kind yeah. of it's weird. Like yeah, yeah. Like how they did it. I expected tricky. almost all of the original Avengers to die. Me too. Because the whole point of the gauntlet was Thanos went to the dudes who made Mjolnir and all of the Asgardians crap mm -hmm. and had them made a, make a special gauntlet in order to be able to use all the stones without like exploding or something. Mm -hmm. So then when Tony Stark just throws a glove together at the end of the movie, I was really disappointed by that. But I was expecting them to, maybe the gauntlet is... The gauntlet got all messed up when Thanos did the snap originally, so they don't have that. So all six of the Avengers were going to have to grab a stone individually and use it together, like Captain Planet style. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. after to like bring everyone back, undo the snap or whatever, Tony's dead, Black Widow's dead, Hawkeye's dead, Captain America is mortally wounded and dying, Thor is very injured, but is like he will recover, but he's yeah. not in fighting shape anymore. Hulk has snapped and has just like gone full Hulk rage monster because it like broke him mentally. Um, and then Thanos, you know, kind of like walks everyone's like, oh, and then he's talking to Thor and Captain America as they're dying. 
he's like, oh, it's like, you know, it's like I commend your sacrifice, your effort. Um, but in the end, it was for nothing. And then like Captain Marvel comes in and just like freaking decks him because she or the, the people who got snapped come in and they're like, no, we got this. Right? And Captain America's like has that moment of despair where he realizes all is for naught. And then everyone who got snapped shows up and wins the day and kills Thanos and their sacrifice is remembered. Hmm. But everyone doesn't come back. Well, the, they they still oh, brought everyone back. So like, so all the heroes who got, like yeah. so like uh, Doctor Strange and then they would and the Guardians snap. Right? So like so like all the Asgardians and stuff that died yeah. and like Infinity War, they're still dead. Yeah, like, that's what, that's what's, that's what's so sad about Thor's whole thing. It's yeah, like dang, they yeah, the Asgardians got his family back, <laughs> but like <Thor's>. aced. <laughs> yeah, because they got. You know, like halved or something by Hela, and then halved again <laughs> showed up right by afterwards. Thanos, <laughs> and then halved again by Thanos. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, there's their numbers are small. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so uh, we already talked about like 1917 Avengers and stuff, but uh, the Oscars are coming up next week, and so I wanted to hear what you guys' predictions are for. Uh, Oscars, so I have I have put up the list um, right here. I just want to just go through. We'll start at the bottom and we'll make our way up to Best Picture. Just uh, each put our predictions up. Hmm. So, I'm going to preface all of my predictions by saying I haven't seen a lot of the same uh, nominations this year. Yeah, as the few I haven't seen either, but I feel like I've seen more than any other year, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> But yeah, so we'll start with like, okay, so visual effects is we have like, we have, we have Endgame, we have The Irishman, 1917, The Lion King, and Rise of Skywalker. Lion King better not win, but it could. Honestly, Lion King's my pick to win. I didn't like Lion King that much, yeah. but the visual effects were like, really yeah, was, I was completely on board with how the Lion King looked. They did a fantastic job with the look. Now, the animals talking was a little weird yeah. but i suspect what happened is they said all right create real looking lions that's all right now make them talk yeah well yeah. Yeah. that's gonna be weird um, 1917 is a classic example of i don't know how many visual effect shots there were mm. but that probably means the ones you saw were seamless yeah. and there, there were obviously some effect shots there had to have been some effect shots in there the fact that you didn't sure. really like a lot of like the explosions and stuff explosions, that counts that counts the as visual planes. effects yeah um unless they did it practically though it's still yeah. visual effects well yeah okay. it's just a practical one the yeah that counts irishman like the whole movie is de-aging the actors which is really impressive at least technically speaking i don't know how hard it was necessarily and and sort of like know, 1917. I've, I've seen stuff like online about the Irishman being like, "Hey, so here's how the Irishman de-aged De Niro, and here's how I'm going to de-age De Niro, and they did it like way better mm. than they did." Mm. So yeah, I don't but know. also are those people just doing it on Photoshop and not? I don't know. Yeah, for a whole I, movie, I forgot on, how they did it. Yeah, they, they had some you know, somewhere like, they were like their own visual mm. effects artists yeah. or something. I feel like it's way easier to do it on Photoshop than to do it for like a movie, a full, yeah. yeah, frame by frame or whatever. However they do it. True. True. No yeah. matter what, I think Star Wars doesn't need to no. win. Star it, Wars or Avengers, I don't yeah. necessarily. It's see 2019. Any movie. 
with a budget of over $200 million is going to look good. We have the, the back in the day mm. when everyone was still figuring out kind of how to do stuff, you could, it was still not a given that your movie would look good. Yeah. But we have so much technology nowadays that that's actually one of the easier things to do. And I'm not trying to discount um, digital artists and stuff. But Star Wars, Star Wars obviously looked good. Everything looked fine, mm -hmm. but they just didn't do anything interesting with. Yeah. The like, yeah, there's nothing like super special like, about yeah. any of them because it's all stuff we've basically seen before. Um, so yeah, my vote's for the Lion King. I think Lion King will win. Yeah. What do you, yeah. what do you think? You I, think? I would say, or I, I would say 1917 and then probably the Lion King. Yeah. Hmm. And then for, uh, we got costume design, which is, um, we have, again, the Irishman. And then we have uh, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have seen none of these movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> none yeah, of seen, these like, movies? Joker? They're on I've my list. I've seen three of these. So wait, so this is interesting. All of these, except for Joker. No, no, no. Is Joker like a, like, it's set in like yeah, the 80s. Like the 80s. Okay, so all of these are like period piece type things. Yep. Mm -hmm. Almost. That's interesting. Based on trailers. <laughs> I would say when you see Once Upon costumes. a Time in Hollywood. Mm. I, I would give it to I think Little Women or Joker would win uh, these ones just because Joker has all like the masks and all the stuff, all the crazy stuff that happens near the end of that movie, and then Little Women just all the all the outfits look great in that movie. I could see Joker winning it. I don't really, I don't really see Once Upon a Time in. Well, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just seems too kind of like easy. Just because I guess that, I don't know. Well, one of the things I heard about that is how everyone watching it was like, wow, this looks exactly like mm -hmm. the 60s or the early 70s or whatever. Yeah, I feel like it's more like set design than costume. I mean, that, that, that is definitely partially set design. Yeah. Um, the, was, the costume of, the costuming of also doing costuming in the movie mm -hmm. for the movies they were on was probably also part of it. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's, that's what true. I was thinking when, yeah. Um, and as, as good as the costumes are in Little Women, or at least I'm, I'm sure mm -hmm. they are, there's the, like a couple period things like, oh, we've been making 18th century dresses yeah. and clothes for a long enough time. Like, it's not hard anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, sa same with the visual effects things. Like, no, we know how to do this. It's yeah, have most all the time That's not like, a problem. like the 60s, they just kind of get some <laughs> bell bottom jeans. And... <laughs> yeah. I would, I guess I would say Joker, because all they right. did in Jojo Rabbit was like a Nazi military, uniform, yeah, uniform. Which, so, yeah, it's still, it's sort of a great job. Like it worked, those, yeah. But. I would say Joker, because you also have like the makeup element of it and stuff. True. I guess. Well then, you know, the next category is makeup though. Oh. Joker's also Maleficent uh, for that. I know nothing about makeup, so. <laughs> Bombshell. Um. I only saw Maleficent because it was playing at the theater I work at. Same. Um, <laughs> eh. They gave Angelina Jolie better cheekbones. Oh, that makeup was all really good. 1917, I don't remember having a lot of makeup effects. I would give it tonight. I remember one scene in particular where this one guy's his whole face kind of just like drains and he becomes like really pale and it looks like really noticeable. That was impressive and I was watching that. I yeah. was thinking that was yeah. digital effects. Digital. Maybe. Um, I would honestly say Bombshell just for making Charlie Theron look like Megan Kelly. Yeah, they, yeah, that is true. Because literally everyone, exactly. 
whenever they saw that, it was like, that's Charlie. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, my, my predictions for Nice and Science, I still think that is like a makeup thing with the. With the. What is the panel? Judy, I have no idea what you guys are I think Judy will win. All right. Choice <laughs> picks for Judy. All right, let's see. Okay, original song. Um, oh, God. We got, we got, I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story 4. I cannot remember that song I, for the life of me. I don't. I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. I don't, I didn't see it. I'm Staying With You for Breakthrough, no, which no. I think I know what that movie is. I haven't seen it though. Into the Unknown, Frozen 2. God, I hate that song. Into the Unknown. <laughs> I hate that. They're just wailing Copyright. the whole time. And then uh, Stand Up from Harriet, which I haven't seen Harriet. I haven't either. I also saw none of these movies. I've only, I can only remember one of these songs, and it's the one I hate. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Rocket Man one, because this is the only um, nomination that Rocket Man got, and that's like, love that movie. So I'm like, okay, I have, I just wanted to win something. I want to see Rocket Man. I like Elton John. I assume that's an Elton John song. I'm going to probably it's, it's like it's like elton, elton john elton. and taryn uh egerton, egerton yeah, it's, yeah, yeah they both collaborate on like the credit song for the film that's what that is mm-hmm. okay i can see that yeah i'll go rocket man too yeah it's probably going to be into the unknown <laughs> no well please no i haven't heard into the unknown but when frozen one came out you haven't I heard, I mean, like, maybe I have, but I, like, I haven't recognized it. Um, <laughs> That's really all they say the whole song. Well, so I, I wasn't sure if that was the one that... It's the one that Panic of the Disco, like, covered and everything. Oh, okay. So it's not, like, the, the North Wind no. song or whatever. No. If they said that one, I might have said that one, but... That one's good. I like that one. But I forgot what that one's called. And it's like the lullaby, like the very opening song. Is one. But so my whole point was Let It Go was friggin' everywhere after Frozen 1. And the fact that I can't even tell you what Into the Unknown is from Frozen 2 implies it would not be that. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Rocket Man. Alright, uh, original score. We got a Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, <clears throat> 1917, and Star Wars. I'm gonna give it to Star Wars just because... It might yeah. win just because of that. Yeah. But. Right off the bat, I was going to say, I like John Williams. His music in the originals is great. His music in the prequels is honestly better. And I don't know if he just hasn't been inspired by the sequels mm-hmm. or whatever the problem is, but there's very little of his new music that I thought was of John Williams caliber. Like I remember. The, I think, the I think it was like the song is, that the was like is fine. Yeah, I think the song that was like in the trailer for the Rise of Skywalker. I think. Yeah, but that's that see, that's trailer music. That's not actually John Williams. That's someone else remixing John Williams. Oh, John Williams. Okay. Yeah, so he didn't necessarily do that piece. Mm. I mean, obviously it's his stuff. Right. But that's all. Yeah. That's the song that was also not in the movie. Right. Anywhere. Yeah, that probably yeah doesn't count towards. Um, yeah. yeah, like yeah. I mean, I absolutely hated. The Rise of Skywalker it is the worst Star Wars movie. <laughs> and we had that trailer playing in the lobby for like three months. And I had zero problems with it because the music and the trailer mm. is like, oh, it's that classic John Williams well because it's mostly original uh, trilogy scores. Yeah. Mm. And it's just so good. Despite the movie being terrible, it makes me think of like good Star Wars. And so I was, I was yeah. on board with that. But the, the really wasn't anything especially not in rise of skywalker because the movie is paced so frenetically i'm sure john williams felt like he was having a stroke doing it just because <laughs> there's no points 
where the music can just like rest. Yeah, um, I, so I, I kind of agree with that, but at the same time, when looking at the other ones, I cannot remember for the life of me neither. any score. Not even Joker. Like, I don't like, remember what the score. Yeah. No. Oh, uh, no. No, I don't. I thought I did. I don't. Like, or 1917. I, one of the things I thought when I watched 1917 was, like, oh, the music's fine, but I think it would have been better if it was more low-key. Mm. Um, and, like, it will, will have a little more backseat and let the movie... Tell the let the emotions of the scene dictate your emotions a little more instead of the the music swells. I'm not saying it didn't yeah. need music, but it definitely needed less. I mean, that would put yeah. it more into like a realistic feeling thing. Too. Yeah, well, especially considering how realistic you want it to be. Right. There, there were definitely times where I thought, like, I wonder how this would have felt if there was just no music, mm. and it definitely would have been tenser. Huh. That's interesting because they did the whole one shot thing. So like mm-hmm. you would think their goal is to make it more realistic, like you're actually there watching all this stuff happen. But well, the music no probably hides men. some of the cuts too. Probably yeah. they just have, use the music yeah, as like a bridge to like make it seamless. No Country for Old Men is like the tensest movie I've ever seen, and it's because that movie has no music. Yeah. Because a lot of the times <laughs> in movies, things happen either on a musical swell mm-hmm. or when the music dies out. So like a, a lot of horror movies, the music will die out and you'll get that like moment of pause. Yeah. And then something will jump in and you'll be like, ah. So the whole movie was like that. So you had no, you had no, um, like no footing for when stuff. Yeah. Happen. There was a specific word I was going for. I was like, no, like diegetic cue for, yeah. um, when something was going to happen. Right. Um, you had no, like the movie wasn't telling you something's about to happen or something isn't about to happen. So the whole time there was like, is someone gonna just walk in the room and blow someone away? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I think that would have probably helped 1917 more. But there were definitely mm-hmm. parts where I thought, like, oh it's like this would be a great spot for some German dude to just pop up and shoot someone. Um, but I like I didn't think that was would have happened because of the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, Star Wars. I'm, yeah, I'm sticking with Star Wars as my vote for score. Um, so next is a now here's production design. So we got The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I haven't seen Parasite. And yeah, you guys haven't seen Parasite, right? I've only seen 1917. Yeah, I, I've only seen. Well, I've seen Jojo Rabbit once. I plan on seeing all of these movies. They're all great. Probably see Parasite. Parasite's amazing. Um, I can already tell you, no spoil. Once we get up to the best picture, that's gonna be my pick for best picture parasite mm-hmm. so good um but for production design i guess i would probably say once upon a time 1917 or parasite could win i don't i don't see jojo rabbit or the irishman winning yeah i would um, say once upon a time yeah i mean because that one does have like you know, they've they remade the what the charles manson um yeah the ranch, the ranch. Yeah. yeah plus they have um, like actual like sets that look like sets yeah yeah like they had to build sets for sets yeah sets within sets. <laughs> yeah set section. so like yeah yeah there's a lot that went into that for production design i think i i would definitely say between that or 1917 again 1917 is the only one i've seen on the list but there were parts where they were going through and i thought like how big is this set mm. what is i like the part where they're all like running well the, yeah. the honestly the the first one when the, the guy goes and gets 
tells the soldier to come to the command tent. Oh, yeah, and he's and like, they, like the they walk across and they walk to the trenches and then they talk in the tent and then they walk through more trenches and then they like cross over to no man's land and then like you see no man's land because it's already followed them for about half a mile and then there's no man's land and you just look around like the sheer scale of this one single set and the fact that they had to dig all the trenches and put all the stuff in was very super, impressive. Super impressive. Yeah. I think I think I would give it to 1917 as well. Um, the parasite is really good. I designed everything about that movie. <laughs> Sound mixing we have Ad Astra, Ford v Ferrari, Joker, 1917, and Once Upon a Time. A lot of the same kind of. What does sound mixing stuff. mean? I mean, I know what it means for like music, but like. I guess you know. It's like how well can you hear everything? Yeah, you know, it's not a lot of pops. And, well, you know what? I heard sound, everything sound really mix- well in the Joker. You know, <laughs> sound like mixing and sound editing and- are definitely one of those. <laughs> yeah, like, where I'm, like I'm, I'm not sure what which is this and which is that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> the well, let's just like add those together for the sake of this, is because yeah. they have the same exact um, like nominees except. Um, Ad Astra's in sound mixing and Star Wars is in sound editing. Other than that, the other four are. So right off the bat, I don't think Ad Astra deserved any for sound mixing. Um, no. It was just a fairly standard movie. They didn't really Space stand movie. out. Yeah. Um, I could see, I haven't seen Ford v Ferrari, but I can imagine with all like the cars and stuff. Yeah. Ford v Ferrari sounded great. Yeah. Um, it's nominated in both categories. It, I think, deserves to win at least one of them. Um, 1917 honestly did a really good job with the sound because whenever you needed to hear people talking and you were supposed to hear people talking, you did. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't drowned out. It wasn't, it was balanced really well. <clears throat> Everything that needed to be loud was loud. I would say 1917 should win one of them and Ford v Ferrari should win the other one. I can also see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood winning one of them because they have a lot of, uh, like, at least, I think for sound editing more than sound mixing for um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just because it has, you know, it has, like, all those 60s songs and stuff, like, in it, and then they kind of... That's true. They kind of <clears> use, <throat> use it to, like, transition to something else or... Yeah. But, like, everything's pretty smooth all around with the sound yeah. and that, I would say. I don't think it's anything, like, too impressive, though. Yeah. I don't feel like... I mean, I would be down with Ford v Ferrari in 1917, though I've not seen either one of those. But like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember any sound mixing yet. things from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I can't remember. It was a joke because I haven't seen it. <clears throat> Alright, then we got film editing, just regular editing. We got Ford v Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. 1917 not on here. Yeah, well, there wasn't a lot of editing. It was a whole bunch of that. For well, like cutting no, but, but that's part of the editing. Yeah, that's yeah, probably like, more of a sure. cinematography and like planning stuff. Yeah, whereas... kind of. Well, I guess so. I, I would give this one to Joker, um, honestly. Just like it's cuts are very meaningful, I feel like. Ford v Ferrari is the only one on the list I saw. But I don't remember <laughs> anything. I, I was very bad about going to see movies this year. I'm, I plan on seeing most of these movies. Yeah. I uh, just I haven't yet. Um, I don't remember any editing standouts in 4v Ferrari. 
But then again, I have no idea what can win because last year I thought uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was just awful in editing and it won best editing. Hmm. So obviously I have no idea what I'm talking about. I wonder about. how much they look at, like, do they just watch the movie and be like, oh, that one had good editing? Or do they like go behind the scenes and be like, oh, so yeah, I've noticed that's um, what you did and stuff. So nominations are mostly all there's like a campaign, hey, to get my movie nominated. And yeah. then, then, then there's then, another then people, campaign, oh, hey, vote for my movie. So they don't really. Yeah, there's, there's like a group yeah. of the academy people. Yeah, or whatever that but I didn't know if they on. like were able to like look behind the curtain on any of the stuff or not, or if they just. Like, Honestly, the tech categories are probably the most accurate ones because I, I think you have to be in a certain field to vote. So I don't, I don't think actors yeah. necessarily vote on editing. Right. I think editors vote on editing. Okay. And I'll bet the editors actually do watch other people's movies. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas it's um, has been a problem in Hollywood of a lot of people saying like, oh yeah, I, I didn't like watch half these movies. I just picked this one. It's kind of like, like what we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard this one was so good. It's accurate. Yeah, but, but like, <laughs> we, we the, the actual power. Oscars aren't on the line for yeah. us. Right? Like there's yeah. someone who's quoted is like, oh yeah, I picked Big Hero 6 because my kid saw it. And then you had these other two Chinese stupid fucking things. It's like, okay, well, one of them was like a Japanese anime and the other one was Irish. So <laughs> that's terrible. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. And that's the perfect transition into best international. <laughs> oh, God. Which uh, is clearly going to be Parasite. Oh, I saw all of these. <laughs> um, we got we got Corpus I, Christi, I Honeyland. Uh, I think if Lame Parasite is, doesn't win. Pain and Glory and Parasite. Yes. That's an indication that it will win best picture. Not it not a guarantee. It has to win. I don't think the Cata the like. Academy would want to give it both. Why not? I think it would. It, if it was like I, the it first want time, it seem like seeming like favoritism or whatever. Well, they they've never nominated or had win a well clearly a Korean film before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, if it did win, they they would definitely win both. Like, well, the problem with the whole point of the international film is, uh, or best international film is that's best picture for people who don't understand, or for people who only speak English. Um, don't speak English. Yeah, who, who, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the them finally saying, okay, Parasite was actually just good enough to make it on the regular best picture list. I'm saying regular as far as English speaking yeah. Hollywood, whatever, blah blah blah. Um, means that it's probably on here just as a like a not like it has to be yeah um i think everyone else would be bummed if parasite won here mm -hmm. because it also then just being on the best picture list means it would kind of like sabotage everyone else's chances here because the whole point is these movies never get to the best picture list so if you've yeah. got one here and you put on best picture that's like already saying it's better than the rest of these. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could see that, but also I feel like that's not fair. Yeah, I feel it's, like if it's, it's, it's like, like they yeah, did by their own merits, like it's that good, so it's gotta. But maybe is is Parasite in Korea? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, like I feel like if it is Best Picture, if it's even nominated or it wins Best Picture, I feel like it deserves to win both. Like I mean, I know it's like politics to it, but 
like if we're taking politics out, like which one should win? Mm -hmm. I think Parasite should win. Yes, all, all of my votes have generally been which one I think should win, not necessarily which one I think the Academy will pick. Yeah, that's yeah, a, same. That's so I think Parasite should win, but I could see how they might not. I, let's pretend we take Parasite out of the, the best. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my vote's for uh, <laughs> Honeyland. <laughs> hey, Lemez. Pedro Almodovar is the only name I recognize, so I would just say Pain and Glory. I don't recognize any yeah, yeah, I only recognize Parasite and Banjo. I recognize Lemez, so, so that's the belt. All right. Going up, uh, now we're going to be a couple things that I definitely haven't seen either. Like, we got Best Live, uh, live Action Short Boy, Film. Nope. Which, uh, what we Everyone got? just pick one. We got Brotherhood, Brotherhood Nefta, Brotherhood. Uh, Football Club, The Neighbors Window, uh, Saria, and A Sister. Brotherhood. I'm going to go with Saria because that's the name of one of the characters in Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. True. Where is Zelda shirt right I'm going to go with The Neighbors Window because I can see that being very interesting. Just like, a, hey, look at that window. That's nice. That's an interesting title. <laughs> the Neighbors Window? Huh. Okay. It's like <laughs> it sounds like I haven't seen it, so I could be completely off. It sounds like it's like a like a voyeur type film or yeah. like a uh, Disturbia type rear window type film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So then we got best documentary short. Um, we got in the absence, learning to skateboard in a war zone, life overtakes me, St. Louis is Superman, and walk, run, cha cha. I think learning to skateboard in the war zone is going to win. That has the coolest title. I so. think it's likely to win because, oh, it's set during a war. Or, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> and it has the most American sounding director <laughs> name. Is. No, it's really just a very hardcore skateboarding documentary. Yeah. Just like it's explosions like going off. He's like here. doing like a, it's like grinding. There's <laughs> like explosions behind them. It's like a sequel to uh, Point Break. We're like, oh, it's like the only way to, to really get high is to do your mad ollies in the no man's land. I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Life Overtakes Me though, because that just sounds like sad. So I'm like, it's gonna win it. That sounds <laughs> overly dramatic. Yeah. Oh life. Life is so Alright. Best documentary feature, um, American Factory, The Cave, The Edge of Do- uh, The Edge of Democracy, For Sama, and Honeyland again. So Honeyland is also the uh, the international one, right? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, Thailand so. might win. Interesting. Probably not the edge of democracy because I have no idea what it's about, but I suspect it's potentially divisive. So hold on. So this, so Honeyland got on the thing for best documentary feature, which is like the best picture for documentaries, right? Yeah. But it's also on international. So how does that change with Parasite being up there for best picture? Hmm. Right, so that means Honeyland. We'll probably win this, or it'll get snubbed in both. But dang! But, but just because something's nominated your... for two things doesn't mean it can't win both. Because that happens all the time. Well, yeah, but he's like saying sweet. the ones that it is nominated for, it's like best picture. It, and it's best, like the Academy like, yeah. movie picture yeah, when they were talking about, <laughs> oh, we're gonna do like most popular film, which was like guaranteed to be Black Panther, and then everyone like knew that was gonna be the case. with like Academy, what are you doing? And they were like, okay, let's not do that. I feel like this, as far as Parasite goes, that's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. So either Parasite is going to win international film and it being on Best Picture is them just throwing it a bone. Like, oh, it's not going to win, but uh, here but we it's go. It's on all these other categories too, though. 
Well, I mean, it could easily win other categories, like, oh, like, director or, like, visual effects or whatever else is nominated for. I can yeah. see that. But the, it's on both of those lists because it's mentioned on one of them is, uh, like, here you go. So is it the same with Honeyland, do you think, then? I think it's weird that Honeyland is a best documentary, but also a best feature because they're... Yeah, explicitly feature. different things. Yeah, but I guess because it's, it's international, I guess there's like, oh yeah, it's international. We're just gonna throw it into the big international pot. Uh, I'm just trying to think how it qualifies yeah. for both lists. Yeah, I don't. That, that, yeah, because all I that is is just the thing. Academy not really caring about international films. Yeah, which is <laughs> probably terrible. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. See, so, yeah, my vote's for Honeyland though. <laughs> just because sure. on the other yeah. one, it's the only it's one I recognize likely. now. Or as a democracy, because that sounds American. Does it sound more American than American Factory, though? Is that more American? You're right. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, it's probably not that American because it's made by... Petro Costa. Maybe yeah. it, uh, maybe it's about it's Greece. About, well, it's probably about like a, a country trying to become mm-hmm. democratic. Venezuela. Um, all right, so next we got... Now, now, we're getting, now we're getting to the good stuff. All right, we got cinematography. Cool, cool, cool. I'm sure everyone else who worked on all of the other categories <laughs> appreciates. They're all good. Yeah. Now we're getting to the good stuff. But now we're getting to the real stuff. <laughs> right. The real, good, we're the out, real out stuff. The first two-hour garbage of the Oscars and onto the ones that actually matter. <laughs> and that's how the Academy feels, too, so it's fine. I mean, that's absolutely how the Academy <laughs> yeah, feels, but... Yeah, I mean, like half of these ones we did are probably aren't even going to yeah. be televised. We, we should we should that's be better true, than the yeah. Academy. It's not a high bar to be in it anyways. That's true. That's true. All right. But cinematography is next. We got uh, The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I think it's almost guaranteed to be 1917. Yeah, I'm going to do the, right. the internet shout out. Deacons! <laughs> um, obviously, that was the only one I saw, but the cinematography was really good. Sometimes it's, like I had to look up like who was the cinematographer. Like oh shit, yeah, that was Roger Deakins. Yeah, I mean just the, uh, the amount of planning ahead of time, because it's not just how are we gonna get this shot. It's mm-hmm. how are we gonna get this shot, and while we're getting this shot, that's a super long take that turns around and it doesn't always just focus on one direction. How do we keep all of the crew and the camera and the everything? Out of it, there okay, were definitely parts. How do we keep the shots looking like super nice the entire time? Yeah, too. there are definitely yeah. parts where I was trying to figure out like how is the camera doing this? What kind of crazy camera rig do they have? I wonder if some of it's editing too, because you can edit, you know, people out and stuff like that. Yeah, and like maybe. So I mean, there's something I saw like on Facebook. It was like uh, they like showed like behind the scenes of one of the scenes, and they're all like running through the field or whatever, and like the camera's like right there, and mm-hmm. shows how they did it, and it's pretty yeah. awesome. So I mean, I my picks easily for 1917. Yeah, if, I see that. If, well, the, not I would say the lighthouse, but um, lighthouse is like it's all in black and white, and that's yeah, like, I heard it's good. I, I kind of want to see it. And I feel like every I feel like every shot in the lighthouse like means something. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's always a good thing for cinematography. Yeah. <laughs> Some would say. You're not wrong. My one counterpoint to 1917 winning is there were parts where the cinematography was so good that I like stopped watching the story to just like look at the camera work. That's how good the cinematography was. Yeah, so like, theoretically, I'm, I'm interested in the the industry, so yeah, I, I, say, I watch movies more differently yeah. than other I, I, people. I, I would say the same thing for the one he won, like for uh, Blade Runner 2049 that he did. 
um, like just all the shots were like amazing in that movie. And well, I pay attention more to that than the, the some shots of the in general itself. were really pretty, but I, I um, and like really well done in Blade Runner. Um, and that's I forget the one if he won. That's, he won. That, that's yeah. the first. He one definitely he deserved for. to win for that. Yeah, I almost like it was almost distracting because I definitely there were parts where I actually stopped caring about whether what's his face makes it out of this because it was just like like the camera goes up and down. Damn! Look at that. Yeah, I, I like I stopped looking at it from a story or an art point of view and just start like only looked at it from a technical standpoint right which but while wildly impressive yeah is probably something you want to avoid you don't want to you don't want any one element of your work your art to overpower another mm -hmm. i think that might like take away from it for like if it was best feature or something like mm -hmm. as a film Altogether, like that might be a factor, but for like cinematography, I feel like that speaks to it even more. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, we definitely have to win because I was looking at cinematography rather than the whole story or movie as a whole. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was so good, it was distracting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, um, what's next? Original screenplay, we got Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Um, my votes are again for either Parasite or actually Knives Out. Knives Out, I thought was fantastic. I want to say Knives Out too, because that the whole like all the twists in it is like is crazy. I haven't seen some of the other ones though. So yeah, I I, I heard Marriage Story is really good, really sad. But I heard my girlfriend good. tried to watch it, and she couldn't do it. Too sad or too bad? <laughs> uh, it's too sad. Too sad. Okay. Yeah. I think it's gonna be between Marriage Story and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because uh, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino is hard to go up against. He's known, he's known for the writing in his movies. I haven't seen it, but like everyone talks about how good it is. And just like one of the things he's good at is just making like real people. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. And Marriage Story, obviously, if you've got all the actors winning or getting nominated, clearly the material they had to work with had to have been good. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, notice how there are no... Uh, Star Wars actors nominated, um, <laughs> despite yeah, the fact that all the Star true. Wars actors are yeah. are perfectly good. I think Star Wars has ever been nominated. <laughs> yeah, well, well, like, yeah, they the Academy does not nominate actors for fantasy and sci-fi. Mm -hmm. That's well, and, it is incredibly rare. Yeah, was, uh, was, Return was, of the King won eleven Oscars and was nominated for like sixteen, and none of them were for acting. I feel I feel like didn't Gravity didn't Sandra Bullock one for like Gravity. Yes, but that's that's not sci-fi. That's, sci that's in space. It is, but that's not that could actually happen. That's not <laughs> aliens or magic. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah, like, like it's that, that's more practical. That's science fiction. Yeah, not sci-fi. Yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. There, right. there is there is a difference. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, didn't arrive? Did Amy Adams get nominated for Arrival? I have Maybe. no idea. Exactly. I don't remember. Maybe. I remember Arrival getting nominated for stuff. I it can't did. remember what yeah. it got nominated for. Um. So what I will say about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the script is very, it's weird because it's good. But here's it's, like really meandering. Yes, that's what yeah. I was about to say. Exactly the same word. Like it's very meandering, but it still has enough of like a push to keep you like invested in like the characters and stuff. And it's kind of like telling a whole different story within like this other story. So you have like this mini story of like this, you know, struggling mm -hmm. actor at the end of his career basically. And he's trying to get like, you know, his one last, you know, big break. 
you're following that story and that you know that story is like it's like it's cool it's good you're invested but it's like a small story inside of this whole charles manson story that kind of like goes in and out throughout mm -hmm. so it's like intricate too the and stories within stories because you've also got the stories of the actual like movies they're filming yeah and you've got the brad pitt's character's story yeah it's very complex and it works really well and it would be very easy for it to not work the yeah. way it's written. yeah i mean i think i mean so, obviously tarantino has like a huge yeah. chance of winning i could definitely see tarantino. that i would want knives out the window yeah because that's the only nomination i think yeah i too. think so i i really liked knives out um and i've liked that's one you've seen. all but <laughs> one yes i saw I, I, did, yeah, I saw that and i saw 1917 for this i really like knives out and i like every other movie ryan johnson has done except for one of them um <laughs> Well, no, that one's great. That's a good one. He's probably, he's probably talking about Brick. Uh, uh, yes, episode eight is terrible. Um, You're terrible. And we have, we do not have the time to properly discuss it. That'd be a different because well, I, 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 have, special, I have things to say about it on both sides, both like positive and negative. It's a it's a complex viewpoint on it, and like we're not going to derail this to get to that. But I thought Knives Out was really good the the script was really interesting thinking back there was only like one thing i could think of one like loose thread that even isn't isn't that loose so the, the mystery and everything was really tight um the characters were all individuals and were done pretty interestingly and the writing was pretty good i couldn't i can also just easily see it not winning compared to something else yeah i don't necessarily think 1917 it got, deserves it. Nineteen Seventeen is good for like a lot of stuff, but its script is not one of them for it's, me. It's not. It doesn't have a weak script. It's not, it's it not bad. A, it's just yeah. like fine. Yeah, it has a perfectly good script, but yeah. it doesn't have a great script. But that's because but everything that's else about wasn't it was really fantastic. The point. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, and then Parasite probably won't win, but I'm just happy it's nominated. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if Quentin Tarantino has won an Oscar for writing yet. I'm pretty um, sure that's like his main one that he's won. Isn't I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. Though. I feel like I feel like he's won more screenplay than director, but I, I could be. I actually don't know how many Oscars he's won. Hey, double check. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could see any of them winning. I um, I wouldn't be sad if any of them won. Yeah. I, I think 1917 winning in this category versus I might the be other like, contenders. Yeah, I might be like I, a little disappointed. I'd be like, eh, I don't know about that. I'd be like, I still like the movie, so yeah. you know, fine, but you know. All right, then we got like um, adapted screenplay. So we got like The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and The Two Popes. Um, some so, of these I did not know were adapted screenplays. Hold on, to interject. Oh, okay. Um, he won for Pulp Fiction. 1995 for writing. For writing? Okay. Yeah. Is that the only one you did for writing? And he was a nominee for director. Uh, this is probably his closest movie to Pulp Fiction. Just because of the meandering story and the couple different people's storylines that... Kind of, yeah, I guess so. He won in 2013. One of the, like, the Glorious Bastards, kind of like that. Too. I think he won in 2015 for Django. For, for writing? writing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he won... Alright. Yeah. Okay. Did, has he won any uh, I mean, for like director and stuff too? Actually, the only ones he's won are for writing. See, I, I knew I was like, I knew it was like one of them. So he's a strong contender for that category. Yeah, yeah for, sure, for sure. For sure. He hasn't even won any other. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. He's definitely the best writer in the industry, I think. But, 
Um, I'm, I'm going to come right out. The writer and, name I know. Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm going to come right out and say it while we're on adaptive screenplay. Uh, I don't think Joker's going to win anything. Uh, I think it I think getting Joker nominated was the Academy throwing it a bone. It's like, ah, oh, we will mm-hmm. deign that you can be nominated. But For no, her. we're not going to give you any Oscars. <laughs> come on, you're a movie about a comic book clown serial killer. I can yeah, see that. I, like I, I don't think Heath Ledger, I think the odds of Heath Ledger having won for the Joker oh, yeah. would have gone down tremendously had he survived. I remember you saying that before. I, I could say that too. And that hurts him winning for Joker. For best yeah, I, I, Joker think, yeah, I, I could They're see absolutely him not going to give another actor an Oscar for playing the same comic book character, regardless of the quality of their performance. Yeah, that's probably true. Because the Academy, above all else, does not want to be seen. They want to be seen in the same way Martin Scorsese sees movies. They want to be seen as like film and kind of elevated from the theme park ride. Of Joker the... was not a theme park ride. <laughs> <laughs> Scorsese, I think, was a producer on Joker. Was I think, he? I think so. Or well, he might as well have been because the other guy got so some yeah, like two of two of his movies. Yeah, yeah. I so for adapted screenplay though, I'm thinking Little Women. Probably. I would love to see Jojo Rabbit win. Yeah, but I didn't know Jojo Rabbit was an adapted screenplay. I, I saw that, that in the original. credits at the end. It was yeah. adapted. Little me. Women is the only one I realized was adapted. Like theoretically, yes, the Joker Joker's adapted, but unless they were adapting a specific story, yeah. it'd be like, oh, if I write a Batman story and just like create it, you yeah. know, other than using the characters, does it count as adapted? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like the characters adapted, versus yeah. then the story. Well, I guess maybe that's why Jojo Rabbit's adapted. Well, I feel like Jojo Rabbit, I don't know, I don't know what the tone of the book is, but I doubt it's a satire book. So, like, him making it into a a satire could be, like, I feel like that's, like, a cool, like, that's something Taika Waititi could only do type of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, impressive. But the book might have been a satire, I don't know. Yeah, so. I'm definitely gonna go with Little Women though, because Greta Gerwig is has like a strong track record and everything. Like Lady Bird, a couple years ago was fantastic. Yeah, people like that movie. Obviously, it's really good. And then Little Women also was really good. I would like Jojo Rabbit and Black Death. Yeah. I haven't Little seen Women. the Two Popes, but I know we talked about it like a couple weeks ago or something. That was pretty. Like it sounded interesting. I like the Popes. Again, I'm gonna watch all of these <laughs> movies. Um, <laughs> You haven't seen any of these, have you? I haven't seen any of them. Dang. See, I saw like the only one. John said, we're going to talk about Oscars. I was like, oh, okay. I will <laughs> well, contribute you, you what I can. Know, you still know, like, you know, there's a lot I haven't seen either. Well, I've seen most of them. Like, here, like, animated short. Like, I said, we're getting to the good stuff, the important stuff. <laughs> animated short um, is I'm up honestly there. surprised that animated crazy. stuff is not much further down. Yeah, that's up there. Last year, I had, um, I, re- I saw a couple of them and I really wanted one to win that didn't win. I was upset, but. I forget which uh, one, 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 one last year. I don't remember. I don't know. That wasn't the one about the Chinese woman eating her dough son, right? Because that one was terrible. I think that one won. It might have like, been. This one was, I hated the, that the, one. The one I wanted to win was called One Small Step, and it was about this, um, this uh, girl that wanted to go up to space and she like tried her whole life, just kept on failing and stuff, got up there and it's like hmm. Pixar level like animation for like a brand new studio. Hmm. And it like, looked awesome. And, um, I, and I got I got to meet the guy that made it and everything. Okay. It was, like, super oh, cool. Cool. So that's, that's what I was going cool. for. I was like, I met him at like a film festival. I'm like, yeah, this guy's. Oh, so you wanted to win so you can say, I know an Oscar winning. Yeah, exactly. I still know an Oscar nominated guy. I'll have that's you know. True. That's true. 
I was like, oh, you know someone who came in second place. <laughs> or maybe third. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe third or fourth we don't know the rankings. He was top five. <laughs> he was top five for sure. <laughs> um, for this one, I, I know, we got we got D Sarah, uh, Hair Love, Kitbull, Memorable, Hair and Love. Sister. Again, I haven't seen nope. any of those. Or even heard Kitbull sounds of fun. I want Kitbull to win. Memorable sounds pretty memorable. I'm going to go. For that. <laughs> I feel like that one like really stuck in the minds of the voters. I'm going for Dora. Is that what? I don't know. Is, is that, that a C? I think it's D-C-E-R-A. Dang, sorry. I'm going for that one. Dora was good though. <laughs> I haven't seen Dora. I wanted to see it. All right, then we got uh, animated feature. We got How to Train Your Dragon 3. Um, I Lost My Body. Don't know what that is. Uh, Klaus or Claus. Oh, I haven't seen that. Um, Klaus. Uh, Missing Link and Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 might win. Notably, Frozen 2 is not on here. Ooh, that's true. Yeah. That is a good point. I think Toy Story 4 is That's most likely yeah. because yeah. it's Pixar. Yeah. Um, I heard, I saw just a little bit of Klaus. I heard Klaus was good. It was released on Netflix, mm -hmm. so that hurt its chances. I didn't get around to seeing the third How to Train Your Dragon. It was, really, um, it was, it was, it was good. I really like the up. first two, so hmm. I expect I like the third one. I'm gonna say. But I'm gonna say missing. Link. Toy Story. Toy Story. It was alright. I like Toy Story. I like Toy Story Four. Is honestly probably my favorite Toy Story. It's really good. Yeah, but you like Batman v Superman. I don't. Let me just say, right? I don't like that. Dang. You gonna do it on your own podcast? That's crazy, man. See, I'm not having a good time, so I wanted to make sure he doesn't invite me back to another one. I was going to say, I hope you had fun. Trey and I are going to do the last two. Dang. That's crazy. I'm still saying Toy Story 4. I think Toy Story 4, I really, like, when I heard they were doing a fourth one, I was like, dang, why? Like, this is going to be bad. Yeah, same thing. I was like, why? Then I saw it, I was like, okay, that makes sense. It's good. Yeah, I a lot. That was really good. It was a good send-off for Woody. Yeah. Um. Right. Now the real stuff, the real, first we had like the okay oh stuff, and then we got like, you know, pretty good categories. I want like the hardcore real stuff. We got best director. So we got Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes, 1917, Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bon Joon-ho for Parasite. I think this is pretty easy between Sam Mendes and Bon Joon-ho. That's what I was thinking. I think uh, this might be the category Parasite wins for. Scorsese gets nominated for everything he does, um, so it's, and honestly, I think that kind of works against him because there's a degree of oh, we don't the, the Academy maybe Scorsese's doesn't want to kind of like the uh, like, 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 like the Meryl Streep of directors. <laughs> yeah. just like oh, he, he did something, nominated. <laughs> also, the movie's like four and a half hours long or something, so really? I can imagine <laughs> there's. Uh, a lot of people who maybe necessarily didn't see it. I still haven't seen it yet because of that. I also I, I saw half of it. Honestly, I'll be honest. A fair amount of the Oscars <laughs> is also like political or like campaigning for an Oscar. Yeah. And I actually don't see Scorsese as the kind of guy to really do that. Now, since he did this movie for Netflix, it. I could see Netflix campaigning for him to get it. Yeah. And putting a lot of money behind it. Not necessarily yeah. having him to do it. Wait, so doesn't Netflix have four movies then? Because I didn't know Klaus was on here. Yeah, and they got what they got. Air Story, Story uh, Irishman, Irishman, Klaus, and was it, uh, uh, two popes. Two popes. 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 Is that Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so they got four. Yeah. yeah. I I got got a few. Amazon, step your game up. <laughs> 
You ain't got shit on this list. Yeah, that's true. Or My pick blue. is Bon Joon Ho, though. Again, just anything Parasite, I'm pretty much going to vote for. I, I would say, having only seen 1917, probably 1917, um, just because... All, I mean, being a director, all the logistics into getting that movie to work and yeah. everything. It seemed they pulled it together really well. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember, did, um, what's his face win for Birdman? Yes. Uh, for directing? Did? Yeah. Did. Alejandro. Alejandro. In, uh, no. In, in something. Something in R2. Yeah. No, I, can't, I can't remember if it's the first name or the middle name I'm forgetting. I think Alejandro, it's something. Alejandro is the first name. I think it's something Alejandro in your art too. Okay. We could, obviously, people, of course, people, look this up, but we're refraining from doing so. People are gonna like hate us. Dang. Right, um, I mean, it's better than Sean Penn saying, "Oh, who gave this guy a green card." Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So I was saying they're friends, so it's okay. <laughs> I, I do know. think it would be 1970. All right. Uh, best supporting actress. We got Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, mm -hmm. Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Florence Pooh for Little Women and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. I would want to give it to. Well, I've only seen Jojo Rabbit in this category, but I would want to give it to. I like Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit. I thought it was like a. Like she played like she played her character well. Yeah, and, I, I like that. And then she did like the part with like she like became like his dad. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, she was good in that movie. Yeah, she she was really good in that movie. I, yeah. That's probably what I would pick too. Or she's also nominated as best actress, and I think that's gonna hurt her because there are a fair oh. number of um, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. So uh, I think wait, really? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's so what's like her and Adam Driver. Like often oh, is a bad thing yeah. because it like splits the vote because there'll be people who are like oh well she's nominated as best actress i'm gonna vote for someone else here and then you get mm. people who voted for more or for someone else more than her in both categories so i actually don't think she's gonna win either just from a like a, a voting game theory standpoint yeah but i like all of these actresses and i think they all good um i saw i saw richard jewel like a week or two ago um kathy bates did good but she just wasn't in it like really like that much at all Hmm. Like, not, not enough for me to like be like, yeah, she deserves Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, if you're going to be in a movie for a tiny amount and still win an Oscar, it's got to be like an Anthony Hopkins as uh, Hannibal Lecter kind yeah. of thing. It's got to be a real standout. Yeah. Because yeah, so he's only so, in that movie for 16 minutes. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't give it to Kathy Bates, even though she's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't that. seen Bombshell, but Margot Robbie's a great actress. That's so mm -hmm. true. The one... The Florence was really good in Little Women too. I think I, my vote, if I if I could just be like, okay, I want this person win, that person to win, would probably be Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, me too. Um, again, I haven't seen Marriage Story though, but I, so I imagine Laura Dern did good in that too. I don't know who she played. <laughs> I think someone, one of their moms. That's what I was thinking. Probably like yeah. Moving on, uh, supporting actor, we got Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for uh, The Two Popes, Al Pacino for The Irishman, and Joe Pesci for The Irishman, and then Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I would give it to, uh, I mean, you know, Tom Hanks is kind of like, still like a, oh, Tom Hanks is in something, let's nominate him. Um, I still think- He's the he, male he streep. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the male streep. <laughs> yeah. I still think he did great as Mr. Rogers in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. So I think it's weird that he's supporting. 
Because it, the I mean, it's about from someone else. Yeah, yeah, it's about, it's him, about but him, but it's yeah. like I think this one's pretty clearly going to go to Joe Pesci because Scorsese had to go to all sorts of crazy lengths to convince him to come out of retirement, and then everyone I've heard has said he was really good in this movie. He was really good in it, from what from the half that movie I saw. <laughs> I need to go back and finish that honestly. I still have three hours to give it. You know. Yeah. I just think about it too hard. I need to sit down and be like, all right, play. And not think about what time it will be yeah. when it's we'll over. Let's we'll break it down. <laughs> half and half. So. All right. Um, what's next? Leading actress. We got uh, Cynthia Erivo and Harriet. I guess she's played Harriet. Um, Scarlett yeah. Johansson's Marriage Story. Uh, how is it? Sorsha Ronan. Sorsha Ronan. <laughs> Little Woman. Irish but, names are fun. Yeah. Charlize Theron, Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy, which we said earlier we said no idea what Judy is, and I still... Don't know. Judy. Can't be about Judy Garland, can it? I don't know. Oh, actually, it might be. I don't know. It's like the only Judy I could think of. I don't of. know who Judy Garland is either. Like Wizard Vows? Yeah. Like Dorothy. Oh. Is huh? she interesting? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know anything about it. No. Uh, that was brief aside. That was back <laughs> when Hollywood was absolutely terrible for children. Once you probably got abused. On a number of times, but to because uh, she was only like sixteen or seventeen. Actually, she might have been like fourteen. Or but uh, to make it more convenient for the filming schedule, they would give her like cigarettes and stimulants um, so that she would be awake when they needed her, and then they would give her tranquilizers and stuff so that she could sleep. Okay. Um, and yeah, and just like and then the studio has generally been like really terrible to her. She had a fairly I don't necessarily want to say sad life, but I had a lot of things happen to her. And I don't think she committed suicide. She might have OD. Basically, we just need to see yeah. if this is yeah. what this movie is about. And if that's... If this is about <laughs> a different Judy, then none of that matters. <laughs> but if this is about Judy Garland, yes, that's definitely a, like a story. It's all, it's all about so. Judy Dench. It's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if it was about her, Judy Garland, I feel like it would be named something different. Because everyone would know her from The Wizard of Oz. She, at the very least, she's know. the most famous Judy in Hollywood. And I say that only because she I is. can't think of another Judy. Judy Dench? Judy Dench. Dench. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's J-U-D-I. I think. It's still a Judy. Either way, that's oh, a Judy. Well, I yeah. guess it would be, uh, yeah. But she, she predates Judy Dench. But it could um, be about some non-Hollywood Judy, though. I mean, yeah, I, I was I was just assuming. To be Judge Judy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I would watch I'll Renee Zellweger as Judge Judy. <laughs> My vote's gonna be a Sorcerer Ronin though for Little Women. I'd just say. I well, haven't seen Harriet. Harriet. No, I haven't either. But uh, go she looks Charlie's Theron. Also, that's just the throwing the bones of the black people nominee. So, so it probably has a good chance. That's, no, that, it doesn't. That, it doesn't have a good yeah, chance. That's what I heard it's too. That was the, that oh, we nominated. need to make sure we don't have just five white women yeah. on the list. We yeah. need diversity. Because yeah. I heard Harriet didn't have great reviews. I didn't hear it was terrible. I, I, I haven't heard I anything about it, like other than that it was they could have I can't tell you what uh, month it came out of. I, yeah, I yeah. didn't know yeah. I didn't know it came out. <laughs> like, yeah. They could have nominated freaking um, the other movie uh, with the guy from Get Out and- Us? Oh, Us? No, not Us. Oh. Mid Us, no. So. Um, um, no, yeah, he wasn't in Us. Um, no, yeah, he wasn't in us. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim. Who nominated that for a song? Was it was all right. When was, was uh, um, 
Or the black and blue movie I heard was alright too. I thought it was gonna be bad. Sorry to bother you. Was that this year or last year? That was the last was two last? years ago. Like twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. All right. I think it was two years ago. That was 2017. 2017. Yeah, 2018. What year is it? 2020. <laughs> I don't think he got nominated for anything. He might have. I don't think he did though. All right. So, so lead lead actor. We almost said we got two more left. All right. Pain so, and glory. So, so lead actor we so have Antonio Banderas up there. In pain. From Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. Um, it's between Driver and Price. I honestly think Joaquin Phoenix has a good shot of getting. This. I don't he's, think so because he's he's won the yeah, yeah but he I, won the Golden Globes for it and he won the SAG Award for it. Yeah, but I, I could be wrong. I think I remember the whole like, oh, if you win the Golden Globes, it means you're like not likely to win the Oscar. But then if you win the SAG Awards, you are though. So it's kind of like- so Back in the middle. <laughs> so for, for, if we if we take Hollywood out of the equation and we pick Just who, which who one thinks had the think. best performance, I would honestly say Joaquin Phoenix or Leonardo DiCaprio. I, hmm. I haven't seen any of these, but- <laughs> I would uh, say, Le- I mean, uh, Joaquin. And from the small clip I've seen of Marriage Story, I know Adam Driver does amazing in that movie too. But yeah, Leo's good though. Yeah. Like there's there's a one scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when he's like in his like um when he messes up the line and he goes back to yeah, his like, yeah, trailer. That That's like it's so accurate. He did so win well. last year though, right? Yeah, that was like his first one. I know, but it's <laughs> that was a lot. That was like a year. That was, like, no, that was two years ago. That was like a while. That was like twenty six. Was it? The it Revenant? Was, it yeah. was last year. Oh, that's true, Revenant. It was forever. Revenant, yeah. That was that was a while. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. Yeah. I'm I'm bad with time. Me too. Yeah. But I know he just won his first one. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. So I was gonna say if he had won last year, he was less likely to win this year. Um. Oh, my money would be on Adam Driver because he has been noted for his acting in about everything he's been in, regardless of when he's been nominated. (laughs) The. People will even say like, "Oh, he it's did well with what he had." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think he did well with what he had. I would have liked to see literally that whole cast in a movie with an actual script. Yeah, um, I've literally seen him in nothing else. So he's good in Logan Lucky. Um, um, he's good in the show Girls. That's like where he was like basically like started to get really mecha recognized with um, before he got Star Wars. I've only seen him in Star Wars. Actually, everyone in Star Wars, I've only seen the Star Wars. Not even like I really haven't even seen Pacific Rim too. Yeah. So but you, you saw um, you saw Murder on the Orient Express though, right? The old one. Oh, you didn't see the new one? No, I didn't watch the new one. Oh, okay, is it because Daisy Ridley's in the new one? Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I just watched the old. One, so I would want to give it to Joaquin Phoenix. Like, but I'd, I'd want to give it to also Joaquin. really close. Yeah, those are those are my two picks. But I like seen, that movie doesn't work. Joker doesn't work without watching Phoenix doing as good as he did. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The whole reason so, Joker has any of the other nominations is because of him. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like he deserves it. But yeah. All right, now it's time, guys. Best picture. Oh, it's the last one. Yep. We Why does this have the most movies on? Because things what the they, 10, they expanded it nine, to ten. Nine or ten. Uh, because people kept complaining about with only five things getting cut off. Like, it's like, oh, how can you not nominate this? Because we got to pick yeah. five. <laughs> I mean, at least with 10, you'd be like, all right, you Just can't complain. How here. did you not have 11 movies on here? 
So we got we got we got Ford for Ford v Ferrari, uh, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Um, you guys already know my votes for Parasite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that just if I it, be mad at that. It's such a great movie, and then the fact that it's getting recognized is good. So I mean. If it wins, it'll be a huge deal just because it's the first Korean film to ever be nominated, let alone win right. for Best Picture. Which is why like, I don't think it's not worthy. I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, which is why, you know, it's like I'm really just hoping, but it's probably, it probably won't. It'll probably go to like 1917. I really liked Ford v Ferrari, but I don't know if it... I don't think it stack. It definitely doesn't stack up with some of the other movies on the list. I don't necessarily think it stacks up with probably anything else on the list. That strikes me as the most tenth movie on here. Like, oh, we, we got to fill out the list for B Ferrari. It's, it's good. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Was it best picture? I mean, 2019 was generally a pretty terrible year for movies, so... Yeah, this is weird. Like, I don't feel... Like, I like a lot. Of, I like pretty much all of them. I, like I mean, the, I think these are all good choices. Yeah. But, like, I, you, I would be hard-pressed like, to think of an 11th movie yeah. that I felt like should have been on this list. Well, yeah. Well, I, I also could. don't feel like any uh, of these... Dolomite is my name. Is oh, Dolomite Dol- Dol- yeah, is my name Dol- not getting nominated anything. for anything. Bro, put that over Harriet. Like, what in yeah. the world? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well... Um, the only thing I have to think is like Eddie Murphy's really good. Um, but yeah. What female actress would you have picked? Well, no, yeah. Over that? Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, uh, sorry to bother you. Wait, which category are we thinking of? <laughs> okay, no, I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, like any, like I like Jojo Rabbit the most off of this list. I've only seen like three of these on the list though. But like, I don't feel like that's best picture, you know? Like, I don't feel like any of their like best picture. That was the impression I got is like, everyone said like it was fun, but it didn't get greatly reviewed. And then it got nominated for like five things. And I was like, really? I thought yeah. everyone Well, I would love it. Like, I think yeah. it's a really great like, movie. It's a, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I want to see it. I'm, and all that. It's a great movie. Just, but like, yeah, I, I wouldn't know. see it. It's also a comedy technically. So like, this is, mm-hmm. it's funny that this is even up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they hate Hollywood comedies. Hates comedies. Yeah, so I'm kind of saying the same about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, I think that's like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is really good. Yeah, but I don't see it being best. The best. It's it, that's it's another a, one. It's a, where... movie, it's a movie about Hollywood. Yeah. So Hollywood's so like, they yeah. might. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's true, and it's like very technical and very complicated and like subtle and stuff. So maybe they might give it to them. That'll be his first best picture too. I think 1917 is the most likely choice. Yeah, I'd um, say I'd say honestly, it's between too. 1917, Parasite, maybe Joker. Are we talking about from your perspective? From or, my perspective, okay. and probably from like, from the Academy perspective, they're not going to give it to Joker. I, I will be absolutely shocked if Joker wins. Yeah, I will be mildly shocked if Parasite wins. Uh, I was shocked last year when Green Book won. So, <laughs> well, God. I don't want to talk about Green Book. I know. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily I shocked at one because, like Hollywood, like it's it's a good movie. I haven't seen But why are you telling a civil rights era story exactly. about black people from the perspective of a white person? Why would you call it the Green Book when the Green Book is brought up literally two, three times, and so, it's not even an important part of the plot? Yeah. 
It's all buzzwords. That's yeah. All. yeah. The movie should have, if the movie had been called something other than Green Book, I would have had a lot fewer complaints. Mm. You know, it really was just like applauding white people for making a movie about black people. Yes, like that's white like, people like, fucking <laughs> love to do that. I know, and it's so annoying. Like, just let us do it. Yeah. Like, I forget, God. Uh, I forget who said this, but someone says like, oh, it's like, we will send soldiers to your country and we will burn down your fields and we will shoot your civilians. And then 10 years later, we will make a movie about how that made our soldiers sad and it will win an award. <laughs> <laughs> that we give them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's all problematic. That, that's it for the, the Oscars. Though, so <laughs> <laughs> just end it on that note. More of the green book. Hollywood, yeah. do better. <laughs> yeah. Do better, pick Parasite. Yeah, I would be very happy if they pick Parasite. And if anybody out there hasn't seen Parasite, go see Parasite. It's amazing in every way. Didn't Viggo Mortensen win for Green Book, but uh, Mahershala Ali not? Or did they both I win? I don't remember. I don't know. That would be even worse. I, I feel like I remember that being the case. Or yeah, they, I think I they were both surprised. at least nominated. Hollywood was smart enough to not just no, nominate Vigo. I, th I, th I think it was because then um, Maharsha, I think, was nominated for uh, Best Actor, and that went to uh, Rami Malik for uh, Freddie Mercury. Okay. They were, hmm. well, Mm, no, he he was nominated, I think, in supporting. So both of them were nominated for support because didn't Vigo? Win? No, Vigo, Vigo. I thought he was nominated for lead. Okay, but then he didn't win them because right. Rami Malek one hundred percent won. I, I'm pretty sure my hair's Ali won. Um, okay, I'm gonna look it up. I, and honestly, both of their performances were really good. And I think they both warranted nominations. Yeah. Anyway. Alright, um, we were gonna play Ali. a game, but we're kind of running out of time, actually. Mahershala uh, <laughs> Ali won actor in supporting role for Green Book. Okay. He did? Okay. Yep. At least, at least there's that. Yeah. Oh, Regina King won for actress in supporting role, if, if Bill Street could talk. An actual black movie that I also <laughs> haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah, we were gonna play a game, but uh, I was gonna have to say that for another time. It's because we're running out of time. Um, so yeah, this is this was uh, our very first episode of this podcast. We want to do this podcast like once a month, maybe have like different people on to talk about other stuff besides movies, uh, like games and music or you know books. I don't know any kind of entertainment really. Books. Yeah, just talk about books. Just have a little book club. Book club, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, is there anything you guys want to say before we uh, sign off? Uh, when's this coming out? <laughs> if this comes out before February 26th, go see Kessler the movie IMAX if you're in Raleigh. Is it 26th or the 28th? 26th now. Oh, it is. We had, to, we had to move it. Oh, cool. That's my right. birthday. I'm even more excited. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah. Sean's uh, short will be playing beforehand. So, you know, go to the event bright, look up Kessler, Raleigh. It'll pop up. Kessler with one S. Yeah, if you're in the North Carolina area, check out. Our yeah. films are going to be playing. Get those tickets, $10. That's it. We got After Party 2. So, come out to that. Well, yeah, this will probably be out within the next week. It has to come out before at least the Oscars premiere. So. That's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. True. yeah. This. Right, uh, Matt. Anything you want to say? No? It was a pleasure being here, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you had. Thanks yeah. for having me. I, I won't forget that. Back perfectly willing. <laughs> 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 He's gonna cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, love to come back and debate Star Wars with you or movies in general <laughs> in the future. 
Perfect. All right. If we'd had more time, I was going to say instead of doing a best of 2019, we do a worst of 2019. We can do that too, yeah. We just make another video later and just add it into. What was it worst or was it best? It was both. <laughs> it was it was Schrodinger's movie. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. I was yeah. if if we did the list game, I was gonna fight for putting cats yeah. up there. It was a, a tale of two kitties. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Oh god, too many puns. <laughs> All right, be sure to um, subscribe to this podcast. Would we'll be excited. We'll be uploading every month. Um, and check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash no reason entertainment. Um, thank you. All right, guys. See you guys.